Oh, it's tea. Got mm. coffee. That smells like coffee. CD. That's the uh, Christmas CD from last week. No more Christmas music because this show doesn't. Nah. You know what? There's no. There's no. Uh, there's only one song for the end of the year, and we're not even going to play that. Okay. Well, there's actually two. There's Old Lang Syme. Yeah, and then there's the other one that. Uh, uh, who's the guy who just died? Uh, not. It's not Perry Como. I know who you're thinking of. Yeah. It's the guy who had all the Christmas specials. It's um. Yeah. Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> Fogelberg, yes, he did Christmas music. Yeah, he? he did Christmas music. Or I mean New Year's music. Yeah, he did New Year's. That, well, that and Christmas music. Mm. <sighs> anyway. Oh, where's the notes? I don't know where the notes. The note, didn't you put the notes on the back of a coaster? I did, but I have to have the other notes. And we should also probably get something out of the uh, the, the beer school wine locker, Charleston glass door refrigerator yeah, the beer library. locker. The, and, well, fortunately, the beer, this is funny. Because so, somebody borrowed the cooler. Yes. Grr. Don't borrow the cooler and not give it back. This so looks like uh, it's a trash can with bags in it and ice. I was going to say this looks like my usual setup from hotel rooms. Um, shall we just start with our good friends from? Uh, yes, let's start there. Uh oh. Uh oh. The fa- the phaser is is attacking me. Uh oh. Phasers are supposed to... Oh, I gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta check this. Alright, he's gotta check this. Uh, motor is walking away to Hello. another thing, another part of the studio to answer his phaser. Phasers are supposed to be set to off, usually. And uh, off is the OFF, the no screen on thing. And that. Phaser set to stun is where you have the phaser in... Uh, Vibrate mode. It is, but it was ringing, and it, it's our it's our host from the party we're attending in uh, three hours, and so I figured it might actually be something that I needed to. Uh, Why did he request beer? No, he just said he was coming over to pick up his beer. Oh, cool! Because there's nothing like watermelon wheat uh, for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then he's also going by Triple Rock to pick up some more beer. So it's very. It should be a very, very, very exciting uh, thing. But the problem about doing the show today is that we know that you guys aren't going to be hearing this until at least almost coming up on New Year's, and for us, it's still right before Christmas, when all through the podcast, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Mouse. We were talking about mouse on the way over. Yes. And how I can't operate on a mouse that has more than one button. I just said, you want to confuse me? Sit me down in front of uh, Just, you could give me a Mac that had a multi-button mouse, and I wouldn't know what to do. That's funny. Well, you know, that's the good news, is that you can just plug a multi-button mouse into a Mac, and it will just work. The scroll wheel, the two buttons, the other side. Oh, wait a minute. You're listening to Beer School. Really? I thought it was Mac Break Tech. <laughs> We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel halfway around the world just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and 
all the things that you could have done in the last year while listening to this show. Huh. Yeah, big, big uh, <laughs> guilt trip there. The, the beer in review, John, is yeah. that what it is? That's, it's the beer in review. The best part about beer school is the, the homework. homework. <laughs> the homework is beer. Um, all right. Well, if that's not the incentive to listen to the show and participate and uh, be part of all that, I don't know what is. Free lottery tickets? There's one right here. Hey. Was it a winner? I don't know. Uh, 6, 13, 23, 34, 36. Those sound like measurements. Um, <laughs> she's not very... <laughs> um, and the mech number was... I like big bottoms. <laughs> well, this one's got them. <laughs> uh, and uh, the mega number is three. The mega number is three. So Wednesday, December the 12th, California's lottery. Yes. I don't have a beer. You have an open beer and you have a glass and you have a coaster. You have all the uh, parts, parts that constitute a beer. I'm not pouring this beer right. It's one of our favorite beers in the Beer in Review. We liked this beer. This, In fact, one of the things that we're going to talk about today are top three beers of 2007. Ah. And now the question was, was after I wrote it was, is that between the three of us we have to argue out the three? or The three it? of us? <laughs> Are you counting the bucket of beer as a person, John? Yeah. <laughs> Once again, John's split personality rears its ugly head. I'm looking around, I'm looking around the room, and besides the intern that's, that's uh, weeping in the corner... <laughs> Who just had his little tantrum and teared up your Superman number one comic book? <laughs> <laughs> Three beers each, or six beers the, total. Between the two of us, we have to argue about three beers. Which is more interesting? Okay. Either way, you don't care. I think I think we should both give our three and okay. And then we'll argue. Then, then, we'll and then argue. we can argue whether right. or not we're making right. stupid choices. Right, right. That's a good idea. See, there is three of us. There's three lists to do. Gosh. Uh, uh, well, at least I'm, you know, at least I'm providing the entertainment. Somebody has to. Somebody has to. All right, Trumer Pills. Yes. It's tasty. My beer has Didn't the have first to. name. It's T-R-U-M-E-R. My beer has the second name. It's P-I-L-S-O. I love to drink it every day. And if you ask me why I say, this Trumer Pills has a way with pills. This is nerf. <laughs> cool. Yes. Uh, anyway, this is one of our top. I think we're going to agree one of our top three beers of the 2007. Oh no, I'm going obscure. You are? Yes. All right. So this is on my list. Then I'm going to call this uh, one of the three of my top three beers. Okay. Um, mostly because you know, as we've discussed from many times, Pilsner is a, is a fragile beer. Yes. Uh, doesn't like to travel. Doesn't like light. Doesn't uh, doesn't like age. You know, it's a it's a great beer for people who are used to just drinking the stuff you pick up at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And All right, it's a good gateway. It's the beer. right color. It looks right. It's gonna have a little bit more flavor, and you can start to understand whether or not you like the the flavors that you're starting to pick up above and beyond what you get in a, a Budweiser or Coors. Right. When we were talking about. 
uh, when we did the show, Your Next Four Beers, this is, uh, it was Pilsner Urkel that was on. Yeah. Uh, as the as the stand-in for for uh, Pilsner, yeah, and we and described it as at the time the best the best Budweiser that I'd ever had. Yeah, and Pilsner Quell, Trimmer Pils I like much better than Pilsner Quell, although uh, they're both going to be in the exact same family, mm-hmm. and we know where Trimmer makes it so far. You're going to find a lot easier finding Pilsner Quell at your local store. Or maybe Stella, although Pilsner Quell is better than Stella. Um, uh, but, you know, try a nice – how about a resolution? Try a nice blonde beer. A nice – Try a nice blonde. Find a good Pilsner. Find a good Pilsner. Okay. Oh, so th- we're going to add the resolutions to this. Sure, why not? All right. So find this beer. Find yes. a Pilsner. Yes. But, and if you can't find a Pilsner, um, Budweiser. And you, your first two choices should be – and one of my top three beers is – Radaburger. Oh yeah, Radaburger. <laughs> yeah. Although Radaburger is probably you probably Trimmer and Radaburger are probably one for one in this country because mm-hmm. I know Radaburger only makes it to a couple of markets, um, and I still like Radaburger better than Trumer. But uh, in terms of if I go in, they don't have Radaburger and they have Trumer, or vice versa, I'm I'm happy with it because they're both really 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 good examples of the style. I had um, Trumer on Friday. Uh huh. Because uh, it seemed like a good idea to continue the party after we left the other party. Yes. So going until two, not always a good idea. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Trumer was was uh, was fueling the fun, as it were. Well, I was I was out Friday evening at the Tornado with uh, our friend Susan and Stephen, who have been on the show before at the uh, the Beer School show. And uh, one of their stops as they were traveling the through Europe. Beer, the City Beer Show. Yes. Uh, one of their stops as they were traveling through Europe recently was Dresden, where they had the unfiltered Radeberger. And they agreed that it was the most amazing thing they've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> That's worth uh, getting funding. To go to Dresden. To go to Dresden. <laughs> so, and to Radeberg. I've looked on Google Earth. I've tried to find the brewery in Radeberg. Radeberg's not a very big town. <laughs> like, I'm looking around going, that looks like it could be a brewery. <laughs> um, so on the list is, uh, also on this list is, favorite beer school moments or shows? Yes. I would say it, one of my favorite moments is where you, when you tried to pronounce a URL. <laughs> that was the, <laughs> in the beer and salad show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got everyone... Got a really good insight into my mind when uh, when I dropped that one. Give me that piece of paper. <laughs> I think um, if I'm going to insert it, it would go right here. Oh, but you didn't get around to that before no, you posted I didn't, the show. I didn't, <laughs> well, I didn't. You know, I thought about that because I'm like, oh yeah, motors going to bring up all the times when I butchered all the words, and so not all the time, just that time, just that time. That was the first time that I had done that. Yeah. Um, well, no, it wasn't the first time because you know I did it already today. Uh-huh. You know, between the three of us, we're going to pick. Yeah, we already know what the best show was. Oh yeah, well of course we'll save that for a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone's most ha- the, mo- the show that we get the most mail about. <coughs> One you, of my fo- favorite moments again came from that show. Uh, you're going to describe that? Yes. Moment? Okay. 
Where well, we haven't told what show that is yet. Well, no, though. we're just going to talk about the show for okay. just a second. Then we're going to then we're going to where our guest took her jacket off and you couldn't speak for about thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rockstar. obviously, damn. Obviously, we're talking about rock star bartender. And soon, we promise uh, we're going to have another another rock star bartender up. Oh yeah, we have several in in the wings. Yes, we haven't decided who's who yet or no. which one. So maybe we'll have them both on at the same time. But the thing with that the thing with that show, and I, I don't know what the controversy is about, other than you know we were having a lot of fun, and and from a production point of view, it's not our best sounding show. It's our fourth show. John. Yeah, it's, uh, I was still learning these microphones. I was, you know. We had to set it up every single time. And all these knobs and dials that you've got going on in here? Well, they changed every week. And yeah. so it, just, it was just not, not the best setup in the whole world. And since we've you know, got this more better studio, have a real table, the microphones are set up all the time, the equipment's on a rack, and it just works much, you know, the show just works much better. Right. You know, it's not trying to assemble it an hour before to make it go. But the, so there's the contra, you know, controversy part of it is, is that, yeah, it doesn't sound very good. I mean, I go back and listen to that show. I'm like, uh, what was I thinking? I didn't know. Right. And then, uh, um, but the content of the show, it either, you're either sitting there going, Oh yeah, I know that. Oh yeah, I know that. Oh, I know that. Or you're that guy that we're making fun of in the show. Oh, that most of the stuff that I've read, it's all that they're that person. The haters. Yeah. And I I wanted to made up, make up little cards that just say you need to listen to beerschool.com and just hand it and, and just put the URL for Rockstar Bartender on the yeah. back and go, Here you go. Here you go. Good dunk. Good dunk. That's motor at beerschool.com. So we're going to um there's actually one of the listeners wrote in and suggested that we do a Rockstar Bartender book. That that's the you know, the shorty of of all of those things. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, but if we did that we'd have to illustrate it. Which would make it which would make it even cooler. Like a comic <laughs> book of of, I, uh, of that. I was gonna do triple rock trading cards once. For all the locals and for all the regulars and all the bartenders, mm-hmm. and you'd have like a caricature on one side of the of the bartender or mm-hmm. the uh, the regular, and on the back like their favorite drink when they usually come in, you know, are they a bad drunk, good drunk, good bartender, bad bartender, what how, shifts they have, how lucky they are at dice. Yes, don't play dice with this person. They don't, are very lucky. Don't play dice with me. You, you're Mister Lucky. Oh yeah. Okay. No to uh, all the beer school listeners. Don't play. Dice with motor. You know, we actually, should, I was we should say, do a show. We should. I should bring in my dice cups, and we should uh, play liars dice during the show. That just sound wise would be fantastic. That would be kind of cool. Be better than the old Del Pot that got retired after our two Christmas shows. <clears throat> yeah, you know, we might get. A, we still might get a C and D from Dell about calling it a Del Pot. I'm like, ooh, how somebody at Dell listens to our show? Yeah, but this is the. Uh, prototype Dell D E H L. Oh, the D E H L. Antonio Dell, you know, the friend of yours who's trying to build the iPod killers, mm-hmm. come up with the Dell Pod. Oh, right. Um, yeah, Rockstar Bartender. 
fun time that was. <laughs> and you went on to the party at Trimmer. That's right. Speaking of Trimmer and speaking of fun, yeah, we took Angela, who was already uh, all the sales had enough rock star. All the sales were up at that point, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we went on to Trimmer and listened to a. Um, the Rolling Boyle Blues Band, Blues Band, yeah, and and uh, Lloyd's Band, whatever that, whatever band that it's is, not the Heisters, is it? No, the Heisters is Lloyd's, the anchor band. It's Lloyd's right? Band, yeah. The Heisters is, but um, anyway, uh, that was a fun party. So is that one of your top three parties of two thousand seven? Well, that was just one of the events. Uh, so it didn't have top three parties. It was just you know uh, one of the things was looking back at the festivals uh-huh. and. Fun things about festivals are that um, there's lots of stuff going on at multiple multiple levels. And so sometimes you don't know that something happened until you see the pictures. Uh-huh. Like, no, <laughs> where was I? Or don't know something going on until you see the pictures. Well, it's true, right? Yes. You know, or someone will say, oh, did you have this beer? I'm like, no, I was standing right there. And why didn't I have that beer? What beer, huh? Huh? But uh, that was the that would have been in toward the end of February. That would have been the Celebrator twenty zillionth twentieth 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 twenty first. No, I'd say twentieth twentieth party. Fun time. Not twenty fifth. Yeah, twentieth twentieth works. Yeah, I can go back. I have a stack of almost all the celebrators at home. Almost all. Not almost all. all. Wow. So that was that was the fun festival from a from a sailing point of view. Yes, and then uh, actually, I didn't make it to that. I ended up running into Nico, and we ended up coming back on on Bart from that. And then I think we boomeranged back to twenty one A and had cigars and had cigars exactly. I just like that sound. Oh yeah, that's what, what was said. my earliest festival last year? Well, the barley wine festival was the week before. I didn't really didn't really go to the barley wine festival. I went. Well, there was sort of an impromptu little short beer tour of. Oh no, that was that was before Christmas. There was a little trip to there was a little trip to England. That's not really. Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I can pull the White Horse uh, Winter Beer Festival in uh, London last year. Oh cool. Yes. Um, and just going down. The thing that impressed me the most about that is, you know, you have a, here you'll have a place where they've got a beer or two on a hand pump and they've got a cast somewhere down in the basement. And if you go into the White Horse Pub in Parsons Green in London, there's a space that's probably – here's a good thing for the radio listeners at home. <clears throat> this entire side of the building with this wall knocked out. Um, so, what, 20 by 30 feet at least? Yeah, probably bigger. No, it's probably much bigger than that. Um if you go online, look up Whitehorse and Parsons Green and casks, you'll see this room, their racking room, where they have all, all these kegs uh, hooked up for the hand pumps. And I think I related it, maybe even on, on the podcast here, to uh, that scene in Aliens where they, just, they find the room where all the little alien babies are being incubated or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like all these casks with all these hoses going all over the place, just all laid out perfectly. Wow, that in, that impressed me. The beer was the beer was good, and I had some nice haggis there. But seeing like a, a real serious, full on 
<clears throat> cask room with all the cask beers was cool. I poured this trimmer correctly the second time. Yes. It's got that microfine head on the top now. Like whipped egg whites. Mm-hmm. It's a sign that your Pilsner is fresh. Yep. If it doesn't do that, it's dead. We learned all that because you got to talk to Lars. Well, you were there too. Yeah, I wasn't listening. You I, was just, listening. I was just staring at the tap on the Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, we got the whole... We got the whole school of that. That was, you know, so beer school moment, you know, most recent was that, and it just shows to me that we have to take advantage of the show now. Okay. And what that means is from a... uh, We have to get a drunk and take advantage of it? No. Okay. No. What I'm saying is is (laughs) we've done enough of these and we have enough content. We've, We've got enough things going with the website and the show and that. That we can call practically anybody that we want, and we can say, you know, hey, be on our show. Yes, we have a long list of goodwill that we have not exercised yet with, yeah, we'll do it sometime. Yeah, we'll do it sometime. I'm not going to say we've ignored it. It's just that, you know, some of it was, oh, yeah, we've got this podcast. It's no big deal. And it turns out it is a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) No, because the way we got I thought it was just an excuse to start drinking early on Sundays. Mm -mm. Nope. No, it's the it's the motto, you know, helping people learn to like more than one kind of beer. Yes, and uh, you know that's been read back to me by uh, a number of people in the industry, and they're like, you know, you guys are doing something really good. So, who'd have thought for two thousand eight? We just got to make sure that we have we're taking advantage of that, bringing more guests on, bringing more brewers on, visiting more breweries, and. You know, using the power of beer school to uh, make a better show. And to give back the community. Yeah. I, I heard we're potentially giving all of our listeners $10. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we made a deal. You get 10 bucks. You get actually 10 bucks off. But that's like getting a free six-pack. That is. Beer School and morebeer.com. Teamed up to get everybody ten bucks off of a brewing starter kit. Sweet. Yeah, and there's three of them. There's the what I call good, which has you know the basic stuff to get going. And then there's the better, which has some more stuff to get going. Um, and instead of having two plastic buckets that have the proper hole for the fermenter and all that, um, it comes with a plastic bucket and a Glass carboy. Sweet. So there's that. Or you can get the even better kit, which comes with... A brewer. It comes with a brewer. No, it doesn't come with a brewer. Uh, it comes with bottles. The other two don't come with bottles. Okay. Um, it comes with a beer ingredient kit so that you can make beer without having to pick pick a, uh, a style. Okay. And it comes with a five-gallon uh, kettle. So you get everything all in one box that you're ready to go from beginning to end. You can brew. And so on any of those kits, you put in um, – you select them in the, the shopping cart and then you put in at the time of checkout. So you have to go through all of this stuff and you got to put in Beer School 08. Beer School 08. For the coupon code. And that will get you 10 bucks off of the, the good, better, or even better beer kit. Beer making <laughs> kit. Better, even better. Well, it's like 
see the, the the one that's before good would be a Mr. Beer. Right. Right. And we've discussed That's another controversial topic. It, it seems. is a, yeah, it is. <laughs> is Mr. Beer a good place to start brewing or not? And uh we've heard from many people that uh Mr. Beer was what prompted them to stick with the with the hobby pursuit sport of uh hurting yeast. The sport. The sport, sport of hurting <laughs> yeast. I'm a what are you, I'm a yeast wrestler. I am a yeast wrangler. So uh, that you know, there's that. The the thing is, right now, in the next week or so, Mister Beer Kits are going to be on special all across the nation. All across the nation, because they're going to say, "Well, you know, we bought these, we brought them in for potential Christmas presents, holiday gifts, and now the holiday's over, and so these things are going to get blown out." Because everybody across the nation is listening to Beer School, and they've heard you talk about Mr. Beer Kits, and they've heard the guests go, well, um, not like uh, that well, It's like that Bugs Bunny face. Right. There's guys who like their Mr. Beer Kits. Yes. So, and then a couple of them have even written in saying, you know. But this isn't about Mr. Beer. This is about more no, it's beer. About more beer. Morebeer.com um, has done... Push a button and have a box show up at your door, and you could be making beer yeah, the next day. Free shipping. You don't have to pay for shipping. Now, and from the, what I've heard, other places around this country this time of the year, they're like buried in ice and snow and can't leave the house. So if you can't leave the house to go to the store, have the UPS guy bring you ingredients to make beer at home. Yeah, that's even better. Wow. Anyway, thought that was pretty cool. Excellent. Yeah. Good job. Uh, thanks, JP, for setting that up. Excellent. And thanks to Chris Graham for thinking that was a good idea. Sweet. So anyway, buy some brew kits. Um, that's also on the website. So if you can't – We have a website? Yeah, we have a website. Uh, so if you can't remember the the coupon code for why, I don't know, Beer School 08 is easiest. <laughs> you can see the little ad on the on the website. We're going to have a forum, a live forum for 2008. Ah, jeez. Where you can actually go and ask questions and complain. And the complaints field's kind of funny because it's type, 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 click send, and it just goes to 127.0.0.0. I'm not that big of a nerd, but I think I know what you mean. <laughs> That's right. We filed it right into the proper, <laughs> into the proper server part. So don't call it, call it a constructive comment. It'll come to us. Right. So did you learn anything from beer school? Nah. Nah. I don't think so. All right. Well, we'll come back to that. I'm working on that. I'm working on okay, that. Okay. So we'll come back to that. How about another favorite beer school moment? You have to give another one of yours. I could. All right. So, um, you know, I'm so still distracted by the, the thought of rock star bartender taking her jacket off. <laughs> Um, no favorite favorite moment was um, the the uh, brewing a sustainable community show. I thought that it was uh, it was something that I had come up with uh, as a show idea, and I didn't think it was going. I didn't know how it was going to play because uh-huh. um, I thought it might be too heady of a subject, and it turned out that it wasn't. It was a really great discussion. Uh-huh. Um, and Dave McLean and Bob Coleman, who were on the show. Uh, had were the perfect guys for having that conversation, and it kind of goes in with an, an article that was in the Economist um, that explores the idea that that cheap food is going away. 
Uh-huh. Because the manufa- the you know, they're diverting crop resources toward uh, <laughs> ethanol, making, making your making, car go down the street. Making your car go down the street and chasing that. And the idea is, is that, well, yeah, you take the surplus of corn away, which made it cheap, and you change it into something that is going to burn up, and then the price of corn goes up because there's no surplus because everyone has demand for this. So there goes your cheap ethanol fuel. Right. So what's the point? I just uh, finished uh, The Botany of Desire. And mm-hmm. so now I'm going to read the – or actually I'm going to listen to The Omnivore's Dilemma. Um, and that's a lot of how – I think the statistic – I was talking to somebody – to a friend last night at a party about this. In a Big Mac, there are 23 ingredients and 19 of the 23 ingredients include corn. Wow. <laughs> how do they make lettuce out of corn? Uh, probably something they spray on the lettuce to do something. We were going because she had read the book and yeah. she was explaining it to me because I was trying to guess. And I okay. go, some of them are obvious, right? Because you got corn oils, or you got corn that you feed to the beef, or you got corn that's making its way into the buns. Well, and, the, and obviously the sauce has uh, uh, corn syrup in it, right? But uh, oh, that's that's interesting. I uh, um, I would say another one of my favorite points was I think it's what's in Nico's fridge too, mm-hmm. where we were just sitting around the pool pulling stuff out of the box. I don't know if that was one or two. Was that the show that we were doing at night? Yeah, at night by the pool. I think that's, it was it at night. Yeah, that's when what's in Nico's fridge too. Okay, yeah. I really like that. Just sort of like this amazing library of beer just going, oh, let's try this one. Yeah. And the watermelon wheat before it was actually a commercial beer. Yeah, and test watermelon wheat. Everyone's like, there's no way that that's 10 years old <laughs> and still drinkable. I'm like, no, it's very, very good. Yeah. No, just goes and see. That's the thing. You know, talk about stuff that you can learn on the show. One of the things that, which one of the things that I learned was that you can keep these beers for a really long time. I kind of already knew that, but I think that you know, sitting there doing a session with stuff that was forever old really kind of hit home to me that you can you can keep these things right, and you should keep these things. And the that making making uh, the effort to buy a case of something, drink it half of it, keep the rest of it, or drink three quarters of it, and you know stick some of it away. Right. And it also, I think it still varies across beers. Oh sure. I, I don't mean, think I don't think I'd really want to be putting a trimmer or a Radeberger down. Well, for, you know, this is as the as Lars was talking about the trimmer. You know, it's got a shelf life of about a year. Yeah. Uh, and it really has a. A, a very good time frame of about a hundred days, but the the character of the beer and the ingredients of the beer doesn't le- doesn't a, a pilsner is it doesn't have it's a, a clean crisp doesn't have the backbone yeah to, to stand to stand up to ten years of of uh, cold and light or cold and no light <laughs> <laughs> sounds like living in Minneapolis <laughs> yeah Uh but um yeah and i haven't my whole intention of this year was to start a you know start collecting and having more things around and uh there was some logistic issues for making that happen i've still got we could do a side business starting a beer cellaring company oh uh, yeah well there's the wine 
place, the wine storage place over here. Oh, there are a lot of those. Yeah. There was a guy who burned his own place down up on Mare Island because he was uh, – this was quite – this was quite a, a controversy, and I think it happened in about the last six months. They figured out who it was, this guy who actually owned the place, because he was selling and substituting wine because people would say, we want to bring this one out. And he, he was, like, switching stuff, selling stuff off, and he finally got into it so far that he just burned his own facility down. Oh, so he was – there was basically nothing but Sutter Home. No, there was there was stuff, but he was just, like, so deep into it, he figured the best thing he could do is hope for the insurance. Interesting. Yes. Nasty story. Guess he got found out. Otherwise, we wouldn't know that story. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, damn. I wasn't supposed to tell. <laughs> Didn't say his name. Okay. How about another beer? Yeah. How about another beer? I mean, top three beer. Oh, top three beer? Well, uh, top three beer for me is actually in that chiller. Okay. Which one? The bomber. The bomber. You know, I'm not a video game person. This one? Yep. Um, I'm not a video game person. But I got to tell you, back in the day, I really enjoyed Secret Weapons of the Luftwaffe. <laughs> that was a fun game. <laughs> that was, I, I always, I've always liked to fly the airplane around games, and I like to drive the car games. And Secret Weapons of the Luftwaffe was a LucasArts game. Uh, where you sort of learned about World War II uh, battles in the European theater uh, because you were basically, you could either be the, the well, we'll air quote, good guys or bad guys. Right. MotorBeerSchool.com. Uh, no. <laughs> basically, you could fly, if you wanted to, all these freaky German experimental rocket jets against B-17s and just pull freaky stunts all over the place and for the time and this was probably 15 years ago the landscapes were pretty well rendered mm -hmm. and uh i always like trying to blow up the train bridges and things like that because you like trains i do like trains and robotic lego spiders oh my gosh robotic lego spiders <laughs> uh yeah well if we weren't going to call this show beer and review it would be called robotic, robotic lego spiders <laughs> i'm just going to so the the world we could set up a little page to take bets as to how long it's going to take you to buy the the spiders. It's true. Um, but well, back motor, to motor was Christmas shopping. Saw the spider, couldn't get it out of his. Brain. I was picking up stuff for my my goddaughter and her little brother. Where you know what do you buy two and three year olds? And so, but while I was at the toy store, I walked back to the Playmobil and Lego aisle. And that's where I found robotic Lego spiders. <laughs> so this is a this is one of my top three beers. Okay, um, it's Kill Ugly Radio from Lagunitas, and um, we described this on the show last time we had it as an angry pale. Arr! Well, not a pirate angry, but you know, just <laughs> just got a lot of uh, lot going on. It does, and. I was at I was at Tornado on Thursday. Tornado, 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 Tornado. And this was on tap. Ooh. And when I was there last night, not on tap. Had been replaced by Optimator. Ooh. Optimator. Optimator's good. Uh, not as good as this. And it was kind of a, <laughs> it was kind of a surprise to 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 see it there, 
not surprised that it was there for so little of time. But uh, anyway. Yeah. And I, I had, and I had it. I'm like, you know, this really is a very good beer. I was going to I was going to say one of my top three, and this is horrible because I can't exactly remember its name. Uh-oh. Uh, it was from the Toronto Anniversary Party. It was brewed by Brian Hunt at Moonlight. And I want to say it was the 30 and below or 30. They had a 60 and a 30 or something like that. Yep. It was for Dave's birthday. I don't think yeah. it was for the anniversary party. And yes, the thirty below, the thirty and below, or thirty, whatever that beer was, was fantastic. I kept going back and going back, going, going back, back and going, going back. back and going back, so much fun. Back, 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 you see, this has got so the the ang- the kill angry radio or kill ugly radio. Uh-huh. Uh It has such a bitey end to it. I mean, like, so if you're drinking a pale, it. it does it bite? <laughs> Does it bite? The reindeer joke from last week. Um, Pony. No, <laughs> we were telling it as reindeers. Were we? Yeah. Okay. Does your reindeer bite? No, no, that's different. I don't know. It's not my reindeer. But like a pail, when you when you when you drink a pail, it has that moss sour flavor at the end. This doesn't have a moss sour flavor. It's got a I'm hot... secret agent moss sour. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're having one of my favorite moments right here. Moss secret agent moss sour. We're going to have to make ID cards and sell them, you know, for secret, secret agent. agent moss sour. Beer school operative number one, moss sour. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's got a bitey, hoppy end to this pail, which is why I call it an angry pail. Not pirate radio angry pail. And it's in tribute to Mr. Frank Zapp. Yeah, who? Deputy of Arts for the Czech Republic. Guy who invented the quote, there's two things you have to have to have a country. A beer beer. and an airline. It's there was no. You have to you have to have a what a beer and airline and a football team. Yeah, beer and airline and a football team. And like nuclear weapons help, but really you need a beer (laughs) or something like that. (laughs) Uh, And what nation doesn't have a beer? Uh, Alabama. That's good, John. <laughs> well, they don't want. And you can't even use the excuse that you spent your entire life in California public education. Alabama is a country, and they don't allow homebrewing. What's their national anthem? Um, Alabama, get away, get away. <laughs> Alabama, get away, get away. Sweet home Alabama. Lord, I'm coming home to you. Is it Sweet Home Alabama? Yep, it is. I actually got that one right. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, 
Kill Ugly Radio. So right now we're on... Uh, I'm extolling the virtues of Rataburger and... Oh, 30 to Life. 30 to Life. 30 to Life is the name of the Moonlight. Uh, beer. That beer was great. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that was there for long after the party. Yes. Until, they had that and they had 60 to Life. Yeah, 30 to Life. Or 50 was, to Life or whatever 30 to Life was way better than 60 to Life. Yeah. That was one of those beers that you try and you're like, I don't ever want to drink anything else but this. For the next 20 minutes. For the next 20 minutes. I don't love anybody except you, honey, until uh, we split the breakfast tab tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the, the Fletch quote. How long could you love, love, love a woman like that looked like this? Fletch is like, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes tops. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my favorite quotes of myself from this last year what I like to do, it's from Rockstar Bartender again. So I take my spare room key, I'll wrap it in a 50 and leave it as a tip at the hotel bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that works every single time. It does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. There was a commercial that they did, somebody did, with uh, that as a theme. Really? Yeah, the room key. Hmm. Guy thinks he's all going to get something going on, and he's going to certain doom. <laughs> Just another <laughs> – it's another uh, category they could add to, like, orbits or uh, the hot wire. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you can get your airplane – you can get your car, you can right. get your hotel. They just have a little person of a, a little icon of a person there. <laughs> They're missing out. <laughs> yes. See the hotel, especially with Hotwire. I, I I do pretty oh, well with Hotwire because yeah. I got a trick. Um, but <laughs> you're you have a we, we can offer you we can offer you a companion for forty nine dollars in the downtown San Francisco area. You don't get to see your picture or his picture until you pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> actually it would be like no i want to pay more okay <laughs> that would be like hooking up hot or not to orbits yeah hot <laughs> somebody's gonna steal that idea and make money off of it uh, i'm surprised they haven't done it already um all right well one of my favorite moments was when we did the 21st amendment show about the 21st amendment See, John, you're good because you like all these intellectual high concepts. Well, so ideas. and this is this is going to combine. This is going to double because I'm going to also say what I learned about my show or what I learned from beer school. So the idea was um, talk about the 21st Amendment, and then it was, it was a I don't know like a four part episode where we did the 18th, we did home brewing, we wrapped uh, something else in there, and then. And then uh, brought it all back together with the 21st Amendment. Right. And so I kind of wish I hadn't have done this show, but I'm really happy that I did. Because what I found was the interpretation that everyone – or the – yeah, the interpretation that everyone has about the 21st Amendment is that it was this movement that happened. That it was the, the prohibitionist people that said, here's this. And it turns out it was none of that. It it's so entwined all the things that were going on politically and economically and and socially that not one sing you know it wasn't just one single thing that, uh -huh. that pushed this over the edge to to have 
prohibition happened and um that everybody was wrong <laughs> collectively this you know it's this idea that everyone's like no we want to have this no we want to have this no we want to have this and then boom they get something that they far worse than what they ever thought of well i got i just uh recently acquired a lot more knowledge that as i was listening to the botany of desire by michael Pollan. um the book is basically he describes the history or the life of uh, four different uh, fruits, vegetables. Okay. Uh, he explains apples, tulips, pot, and potatoes. Like the bunnies. Apples. Um, Johnny Appleseed was not planting apples that we eat. He was giving out seeds. He plant if to get an apple to get the same apple over and over again. You clone the apple. You take a piece of apple tree and shove it into another one right. and then you get a clone that's how you get your your predictable apples if you're just planting seeds which what uh, which was what johnny appleseed was doing uh you produce apples that are only good for making cider okay and so on the frontier out where people were setting up their farms there was no liquor so what do you think they were doing planting apple seeds they were coming up with apple trees to press and ferment into hard cider, okay. which was a huge business. And we missed all of this in uh, American Brew. That's the name of the book, right? Yeah. No, um, no, no. Ambitious Brew. Ambitious Brew. You missed, this entire story was completely missed. That up to Prohibition, apples were mainly produced to make hard cider. Okay. It was really simple to do. As soon as Prohibition was starting to loom large, that's when the marketing phrase, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and all the apple farms clone themselves into apples to be eaten. Because up to that they time, knew that They knew that the, the days of hard cider were over. Wow. And so they backed out. And they could do two things with hard cider. You could do the cider that you basically get on tap now, mm-hmm. which is 5 6 7 8%. Sure. Or you could ferment it into apple brandy. Okay. And either just freeze to sell it. Uh, but anyway, apples in the United States and the apples that Johnny Appleseed was running around promoting, that was all cider. That was all another another form of alcohol on the frontier. Uh, so seeing as kids, they kind of freak, you know, we're not told that. Yeah. We're, no, just, told the, we're just told the feel good story about this guy who walked around and Sewed apples. Oh no, the whole thing—the whole thing was completely disnified. He was still—he still says he was—he was a great guy. He was a great businessman. Sure, he was a little bit crazy though, probably. Um, and uh, it's just another good book to read, Body and Desire. Okay. And uh, so there's so there's apples, there's tulips, apples, tulips, pot, and potatoes. Right. So we know that uh, pot is uh, fibrous. Make you know you can make uh, well. There's pot with it. and hemp. There are two types of pot that have then been hybridized in the mainly starting in the 70s as a reaction to the breakdown, the the, the crackdown on drugs. But also at the same time, you find out that they're actually cat canna canna canna. There are receptors in your brain uh-huh. that are set up to do important body functions that uh, basically pot helps trigger more. Um. And it's still part of the brain that nobody really knows what's going on, but it helps you uh, ease pain. It helps you forget things. Uh, 
there was a point made in the book that if you remembered everything you saw, you would have so much information you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. Right. And that actually forgetting things and not cataloging information you pick up during the day is as important as remembering things. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then, but then you want to be able to excite forgetting yes. sometimes. Yes. Um, so it's a, fa- it's a fascinating book, and it was the first book that I got that is an audio book that I was listening to. Cool. Because I have a I've, – I've got like – I'm the sort of person who has like five books going at once. And uh, like I'm reading, I'm reading Options, the book by fake Steve Jobs. Oh. That's a really, really easy read and a good read. Um, but there's some others that are just dragging. And so uh, Botany Desire has been on my list for a long time. So I said, what the hell? I'll just Let's stick it on the iPod for nine and a half hours. Good idea. Uh, so that's, that's Apple's and how Apple's playing a prohibition. Anyway, I'm just saying that since doing the show, I've kept at the idea of studying what's going on, reading articles, finding more information, and we're going to have to do another 21A show. Oh, it comes around every year. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying that 21st Amendment. It was 33, right? Yeah. So 33, it'll be the 75th anniversary? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Coming up. Well, we kind of already missed the the uh, December the 5th. Right. The, the there, but doesn't matter. We can still do another show about it. We can do whatever we want. This is the internet. I know. <clears throat> we can make up time. We can make but, up shows. Exactly. But that was the that was the thing. Like you know, once you start putting your head around, once you start putting your head around a concept, and to un and to understand it is means that you got to just keep digging in and finding it and reading because it's not just the the way that the history book says it. It's lots right. of stuff that's going on. It's the same thing that's going on right now with with our crazy country where, you know, 20 years from now we're going to look back and go, yeah, all those things were obvious. They were right out in the open and we let them happen. I always like to go back to uh, if you research what everybody gave California Governor Jerry Brown crap for right. in the 70s to early 80s, it's all completely true now. I mean, he was like, we, California needs its own satellite. To, like, help the whole state communicate back and forth. Right. And now, how much, you know, private data networks and everything, how much do you think the state has invested in stuff like that? Lots. So, um, in there, just a million, a million things on good old Jerry's thing. Well, it's like the EPA in the United States saying, uh, no, you can't have those. Yes. You, you can't know, have if this the- was this week in politics, I'd have a really good thing to say about that, <laughs> but I'm keeping politics out of this show. <laughs> Why? Well, well, you know, uh, let's see. What what is it would, one of the it would, dive, it would dive into ruining a sustainable community. No, this is this is this is a problem with politics right now. The party that uh, says that it's all for state rights and small federal government. Yeah, the history of California dealing with the EPA goes back to even before the EPA when LA was really a horrible, horrible, smoggy place. Right, and that's when California first started requiring different emissions for cars. Right, and the federal government ever since then has consistently granted waivers for California to say, we want to take on this this regulation because we have to deal with our pollution problem. Mm-hmm. And the federal government has always said, fine, California, you, you go do it. This is the first time the federal government has said, no, California, you can't do that. Why? Driven politically by a party that says that they're for small government and not interfering in states' rights. Hmm. And God knows we don't have a domestic auto industry anymore. No. Well, and the thing is, is that all, <laughs> most of the cars that are coming in 
to the United States are California compliant by default. Right. Because they just said, no, this is the, we, we don't want to have to do it twice. And we're one of the, we're one of the few places that um, still has an automobile, automobile factory right down the road in Fremont. Oh, that's right. If, you, if you're driving a, a Tundra or a, I forget what else they built there, but uh, some of the Toyotas, I think they built Tundras and Camrys. And then they built some GM uh, – I think they still built some GM thing there. Because they started the – it was the old GM factory. Then it became a, a Toyota-GM joint venture. They used to, I think they built Geo Metros there or some – Probably. I really want to say the word shitbox. Um, but I wouldn't want to disrespect the great General Motors. Uh, <laughs> how does this come off the same line as those Camrys? <laughs> yeah. That, how, is, how is that Do you pop- build that in the shift after all the workers go get drunk? <laughs> This is their hobby project. They all come back from the Raiders game. This is their hobby project, making something that doesn't really <coughs> out of leftovers. Yes, it's a leftover car. They couldn't call it a Metro, or a, they couldn't call it a leftover, so they called it a Geo Metro. Yeah, it would be interesting to figure out what. Uh, the, I'm certain it's I'm certain it's Tundras, and I forget what else they built there. But yeah, wow, the we have car a, factory. We have a particular p- political bend going. Like we hate ethanol production we were we're like for the environment oh i'm all i'm all i'm all for recycling when it comes to cars yeah there are plenty of good old cars out there you can fix up and drive around and if you figure the energy inputs that go into building a new car way more yeah or not drive hey there was a thing that uh, that that might be me it's kind of not me although you know on on wednesday i spent Forty four dollars to go round trip to Sacramento for meetings. Last night I spent forty dollars round trip to go halfway across San Francisco for a party. <laughs> <laughs> well, but look at the but look at what look at the the difference. Look at the fun you get to have talking to cab drivers as they play streets of San Francisco as you drive through the city. That's pretty fun. What else did we learn about what else beer wise did we learn on our own show? What else did we learn? Yeah. I don't know. Doctor Bill probably said something interesting, but I was someplace else that week. You were you were floating away. I was I was just wasting away to nothing on my fast. Uh, the thing that he talked about, Doctor Bill, was having a beer before you have a beer, which is kind of like Cartman saying, you know, appetizers are what you eat to make you more hungry. <laughs> Um, the idea being that you have a beer. That wasn't your Cartman voice. It is the way you eat to make you more hungry. <laughs> um, the idea being that you have a beer that you know what it tastes like so that you can use that as your reset, so that that's your palate. You, you, uh, you go, okay, I know what that is. So that when you try something else, something sour, something sweet, something hoppy, something not hoppy, you have um, – You know what's not hoppy? What? Those bunnies, after they finish eating all that pot, <laughs> they're not going to be happy. <laughs> What's the URL for that? Uh, it'll change. There's, there'll be a direct one. Uh, yeah, but but it's, on, were... it's on SFIST. S-F-I-S-T. And look at Sunday, the 23rd of December, or else I'm sure John in the show notes will post the, the direct the URL the, 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 to the picture of the two little bunnies eating pot. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> The bunnies are not sharing. No. 
Um, what if I learned about fear on I the show? I wonder what happened to those bunnies after they ate that. They probably just napped. Probably. Um, plus, it's not the leaves. It's the buds. Right. Um, I learned that uh, the best idea for a podcast ever was come to City Beer School and buy us beer, and we'll let you talk about it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of City Beer, <laughs> that was a fun show. There yeah. was, I think there was... 23 beers in a picture by the time we were done yeah. with that show. Uh, ruined. Yep. Packed everything up. And you gave up in the last hour, and I just kept yammering on. Yeah, I was like, uh, I don't have anything else to say. That's where we did our first installment of the 356 talk. Yep. That's right. How funny is that? <laughs> but uh, no, City Beer has grown considerably since we've done that show uh, I, i'd like to think it's all us it has nothing to do with craig's hard work yeah i'd like to think it was us um you know we support the sh- we support their store we bought beer from them we didn't get this this the uh kill ugly radio came from my local ah i mean i walked into the place to see you know hey i'm gonna i'm going to uh follow our own advice and see what's in our own you know, neighborhood store. I'm like, kill ugly radio. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just a little, you know, like the, the quick, do they have some sad, pathetic vegetables at the, at the corner? <laughs> yes. Like, like five tomatoes and yeah. some lettuce that I don't know how they're yeah. making the lettuce stand up. Yeah. And they have, you know, <clears throat> it's like, you know, the ice is there and I'm like, Dinty more beef stew, Dinty more beef stew for too much money. A box of mac and cheese costs normally if you go to the unsafe way it's uh seventy cents and this is like two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. But you know, mac and cheese, you gotta have it, right? Indeed. Sometimes. The better mac and cheese is the one with the bunny on it. Yes. I like the bunny mac and cheese. Way, way better. Well they have a whole they have a whole that's Aunt is Aunt Annie's? I don't know, it's the one with the bunny on yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's Aunt Annie's uh, mac and cheese, but it's got a bunny on it, and they make all sorts of stuff like that. Okay. Well, they make different shaped noodles and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So if you're looking for mac and cheese, you can get the atomic orange looking stuff, or you can get the bunny. Yep. The the box with the bunny on it. I was on a quest this year, and I think I succeeded yeah. to make really really good mac and oh, cheese. Oh yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah. The it's like four cheeses that you yeah. And you got to all squish it up with your hands and you bake it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to tell us what that recipe is. I don't even remember. I don't write down recipes. So what approximately was it? I, I don't even remember the fortune. There were there was Gouda, white cheddar, uh, Stilton, and something else. The something else is the is the like key ingredient. It might, no, it might have been like Jarlsberg or something was it, like that. Was it four equal parts or was it? I don't remember. Unequal? It was like whatever I... For. It was like $20 worth of cheese. Yeah, no wonder that there's mac a place, and cheese. There's a place called like Cheese Plus 2000 on Polk Street right by the jug shop. Uh-huh. And you just go in there and you like you like pick up this little like slice of cheese that's about the size of a deck of cards. And you look and it's like 24 bucks. I'm like, no, I'm not eating that. I'm sure it's really good, but... No wonder your mac and cheese was awesome if it cost 20 bucks. <laughs> that would be the best mac and cheese ever. No, it actually wasn't. The the fancy cheese didn't work, or the preponderance of fancy cheese didn't. It just eh. <laughs> another favorite show was the 
Oh, wait. We were talking about that just now. The, I'm just going to stare at you until you come up with your answer. Well, no, it wasn't done talking about the City Beer Show. The City Beer Show was fun because all these people that I didn't expect to show up were going to that that came out. And Torsten showed up. Torsten showed up, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Melissa and Catherine showed up, and other people showed up. Fun Susan, and fun Stephen, yeah. and the. Uh, what the lawyer for TiVo and um, uh, Chris and Elaine, Chris and Elaine. Yes. All sorts of exciting people. We'll have to do another show from there in the new year. Although they're closed most of next week. Really? They don't like working seven days a week in their own little store. Nope. Lazy bastards. Exactly. Anyway, City Beer. Have we gotten any hate mail on our defense of Ebenezer Scrooge from last week's show? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to say that was that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> Nobody's ever defended him. Operating a small business with all these uppity, cranky employees. <laughs> Bastards. Like, we're trying to run a business here. You just want time off to be with your family. Yeah, no, no one's written in about the uh, the Ebenezerness. You know what we need? We need one of those whistles to go. Whoop. Why? We need some morning radio sound effects. I, I see. Make the show um, better. Oh, so uh, speaking of making the show better, I texted the intern saying, "Hey, we're doing beer and review. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You should be here." She's like, "I'm getting on a plane." I'm like, "You should get off the plane." Aw, Rosie. You should get off the plane. I don't care where you're going. <laughs> I don't care where you're going. You should come here for the show. Everybody's left town. I know. There's nobody here. It's there weird. tumbleweeds tomorrow out on the streets. December the 24th in San Francisco is the best – it's the second best day to make a zombie movie. <laughs> the first best day is December the 25th. Yes. Because there's nobody around. I mean, you could make you could make a chase film, a zombie movie, yeah. a, a virus took over the whole world, and you wouldn't have to get permits, and you wouldn't have to block roads off because nobody is driving. And it's it. I know. Uh, I've done this for a couple of years now. I'll be down at Montgomery Street waiting for the BART train over to the East Bay for the family holiday thing. <laughs> And it'll be all these San Franciscans dressed up because they have to go over the East Bay for the family <laughs> holiday thing waiting for the train with their bag of presents. <laughs> and it's something that's relatively unique in this country. I'm sure you get the same thing in New York, Chicago. Anywhere, yeah, where, there's, people, people anywhere wait, where there's a train. People waiting on the subway to take you over to the East Bay or wherever that place is, Jersey. I don't know what the equivalent is in Chicago. Is it Evanston? For all of our Chicago, Illinois fans, tell us. That oh no, they're going to. They, they don't have bridges. They're or going tunnels. to Green Bay. <laughs> oh, it's a, they don't have bridges or tunnels. <coughs> we have bridges and tunnels. You have to cross them to go see relatives. Right. They're either going to Green Bay or they're going down south. Down south, going to going to uh, where is uh, South Bend? Yeah, they're going to South Bend. Going to exactly. South Bend. South Bend, Indiana. Bum, bum, bum. Lord, I'm coming home, home to you. you. <laughs> da, 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 da. Right, that could be an entertaining song. Bend, Indiana, da, da, da. 
that's pretty funny. What else do you have on those notes? I have some other notes on this notes. I don't print things out anymore. I printed stuff out yesterday. How come? Uh, I was making gifts where I was printing photographs onto the good old two dollars sheet B size Epson glossy photo paper. Looking oh right. Looking back on festivals. I would say Festival I, the Motor thirty eight was pretty good. Oh yeah. We need to put that uh, link to that uh, hosting a beer bus from the Beer School site. That'll be in the notes. <laughs> Actually, it'll just be a thing. It'll be one of the uh, tour the uh, events that's there. Yes. No, the um, the Boonville Festival this year was particularly fun. Yes, there was that drunk guy who fell straight over onto himself at the campfire. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Lesson learned from that. Yes. When there's no more beer, and there's only rye wine. Don't drink a pint of rye wine. Ah, uh, John, that sounds like it hurts. Yeah, well, the re- you know the rest of the story? No. So I got up to you know go take a leak, uh-huh. walking out in the middle of the field. And after taking a leak and coming back, I fell in the middle of the field, passed out, <laughs> done. <laughs> While walking. <laughs> Sweet. Because of the damn rye wine, right? I, so, so then I wake up at unknown time later on, and I'm cold, and I'm like in the middle of the field, and I'm disoriented. I don't know where I am. I'm dreaming that I'm a sheep. Yeah. <coughs> so all I'm, of a sudden, I realize I have a mouthful of grass. So I'm like, I gotta get, <coughs> I gotta get warmed up. I gotta find a fire. So I walk up to this fire, and this person says, "Where'd you come from?" I'm like, "The future." <laughs> like. The future, like yeah, I came in a time machine. Like where, where in the future? I'm like I don't remember. It's an effect of time travel. I gotta get back in time. I'm like, it's like where's the brewery? Because that's where I left my time machine. The guy's like, I think it's over there. I'm like, thanks. And there's this voice at some point in this whole conversation that's like, I gotta hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I remember the next morning I get up and I'm like. I'm not going to be really happy until I do a twosie, as they call it. <laughs> so I walk down to the brewery building. It's not open yet. I'm like, oh, God, I have to use one of the porta potties. <laughs> oh, those were. And I, no, you know, people complain about foul porta potties. I'm yeah. pretty cool with porta potties. These were foul. This one was like, if I sit down, is my butt going to touch that pile that's already in there? <laughs> Ooh. But no, besides that, uh, the the Boonville Beer Festival that comes up May. Yep. Uh, you should go. I was just going to say part of everyone's homework. This is one of the things that's your homework this time is to make a list of all the festivals that you think that you might want to go to. Okay. Berlin Bear Mile, uh, Oregon Brewers Festival, and Boonville, Boonville and um, and Stumptown for me. Uh, well, Barley Wine Festival, Double IPA Festival, Boonville, uh, oh, Strong Beer Month. That's all of February. Um, <laughs> uh, Breast Fest, uh, Oregon Beer Festival. Got to make the GABF this year. Oh, and there's a possibility that we're going to go to Hawaii. Is there? Yes. I've never been to Hawaii. Well, there's a festival. Okay. So we're invited. Okay. We just got to make sure that we get the sponsored to uh, sponsor the tickets. Good, good, good. 
And uh, then we're there. So like I said, there's a possibility. Anyway. Can I wear my grass skirt? Do you have one? And my coconut bra? Do you have one? Uh, no, I borrowed my grass skirt when I went to the party as Chief Kamanawanalea a couple of years ago. And uh, you can ask you can ask uh, people about that later today when we're at the, the party. Oh, yeah. We're taking the taser and we're going to record Motor holiday, Motor holiday Beer School part or Holiday Beer Part 3. Yes. <laughs> Just because that will be funny. We can interview uh, nine-year-olds. Gosh, I cannot believe I told the time machine story. Two of, two of the uh, two of uh, Barkley's biggest fans, right? Ron and Katie. What about so? Um, uh, what's your okay? Back to top three beers. So we're just about finished with the Kill Ugly Radio. Yes, in the Thirty to Life. Um, we don't have Thirty to Life, but we've had it. I would say my third is sort of amorphous. Um, muscling in for third would be Magnolia's Winter Warmer. Could have been one of the beers that I had at Amnesia up in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it could have been my favorite beer, the GABF, which was the Berliner Weiss from Nodding Head. That's the one I kept going back for Back in the Berliner Weiss again. Wow. Tart, sour, beer. Did you, um, have, did you have to put green, glowy? No, they didn't have. They didn't have uh, either of the either of the sauces to go with it. Mm. <clears throat> but um, beers that really those are beers that really made an impression on me this year. Okay. And the uh, winter warmer is all gone now. I know. I was there the other day, and there was none left. Yes. Made me sad. And I went into Tornado on Friday, and it was still up on the list. They didn't have it. No, it's been up there forever. Yeah. It's to Betts to take those things down and move them around. And she didn't do it. Uh, I haven't seen Betts in a while. She hugs good. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in that? What about you, John? What's your number three? Uh, my number three is uh, Bitter American from 21st Amendment. Bitter American. Was, that, was this its debut year? A year ago. God, I should probably mention that. And the thing with Bitter American is that the joke around the bar is that the session beer is the IPA. <laughs> that this big 7.5% beer is, you know, the one that you're – and everybody drinks it. I mean, it's gone. It takes 14 days to brew. It's gone in 10 days or less. And uh, so it's kind of always the the missing. Right. Um, anyway, because we had that joke, Jesse said, hey, I'm going to brew something that's, you know, that's uh, big in flavor, light in alcohol. Yes. And so he made, uh, it went through five iterations before, and every one got a little bit different. And the first one, the first version of it we called... Lloyd's prom date. Yes. Because it smelled great, but it didn't have a lot of body. <laughs> so you'd go in and order a prom date, and everybody knew what that was. But it's not really, it's not really, you can't really It looked just, good, but you couldn't get to the bottom of its class. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not that way anymore. I mean, it's, uh, it's very IPA-like. It's stinking art is what it is. Yeah, I know. It's very IPA-like. It's got a lot of hops in it. And, you know, that can be your last beer at the end of the day. 
Right. Or you can go and have lunch, you know, get a burger. <laughs> that could be your last beer at the end of the day. Or you could have lunch. John, stay starts early. No, no. You can go into, you can go and have lunch, drink one of these beers with your burger, and then, you know, go and spend the rest of the day, um, you know, not going home. Oh my gosh, why did I drink that big beer? Exactly. Um, do you think, I want to get in a little bit back to our, uh, Touring San Francisco, no, not Touring San Francisco beer, the, where everybody knows your name. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a question to start, and your response, yes or no, will be whether or not I tell the following antidote. All right. Does Mal listen to the show? No. Okay. So we sit around at 21st Amendment, we kid a lot of people, and we give a lot of people a bad time. Um, And Mal's this great guy, um, and he rarely gets kidded about anything. And we kid some of the other guys around him. Uh, for various foibles and all that. But I think the last time I was actually in there at 21 a.m. on my own, <laughs> I asked the guys, have you thought to point out to Mal yet that his hot new girlfriend's blind? <laughs> I think he knows that. She walks with a white stick. <laughs> She's cute, but she walks with a white stick. Has anybody given him crap about that yet? No, no one's given him crap about that. No, because here's the thing. <clears throat> Because she's blind. Uh-huh. She hears extra good. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. And the other thing is, because, you know, everyone's secretly going, hmm, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea, getting a girlfriend that's blind. You know, because Braille, blind. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, hmm, where do I get a blind girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any friends from, you know, whatever school you went to? Oh, I met one of her friends. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not going to work out. <laughs> the dog didn't like you. No. That's motor at beerschool.com. <laughs> I've never had 50 bucks before. Uh, I thought I had something until I realized your dog hated me. <laughs> well, we work on Sunday, so if you believe the Judeo-Christian religion and the tenets of they bring us... We're already going to hell because we work on Sunday, so why not just, you know? (laughs) You know, like I said, the dog had never had 50 bucks before. I'm like, all right, well, I I made out. I liked all the people who would write asking for the jokes. I haven't come up with a new joke in a while. Uh, Yeah. The bunny joke. They used to write in all the time. Well, because they, you know, they all caught up. Well, they got to write in to get. Have we announced that yet? Why they have to write in now? Our next big special event. Yeah, here it is. All right, <clears throat> Mac World Expo, January. Oh, there are a lot of secrets about that. It's January fourteenth through the eighteenth is when the expo is. It's late this year. Yeah. Well, they're, they the CES guys actually asked MacWorld to to uh, push it out a week uh-huh. so that it wasn't because it used on. to be they used to be the same time. Yeah, and the thing was is that uh, nobody was going to CES. They were all looking at MacWorld because of all the the stuff that Apple was going to release. Yes, so they kind of all got pissed off, and so they said, "All right, well, well, we'll make it so that it's not the same." 
If we put up a forum and anybody ever says anything bad about Max, they're banned from listening to the show, by the way. Yeah, the show is produced with a Mac, although we don't ever really talk about that. No. Anyway, Mac World Expo. We'll That's because have- we're not smart enough to use all those machines and cords and software that you need to make it work on a piece of crap oh PC. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> have you seen the setup that they have to do on the other show? Yes. Wow. It's amazing that they even get that show out. So, anyway. Macworld. Macworld. We're having a party. Really? The 14th through the 18th? Yeah. We'll look it up. It's, I believe it's you. Tuesday, have... It's Tuesday through Friday. Anyway, yeah. we're have Beer School, in association with Beer School, <laughs> is having a party. It's a secret party. Because the thing is, is that it, uh, the venue that we've chosen, uh, that we've been uh, allowed to have, isn't that big. Yes. And so if everybody shows up... It'll be disaster. But if you have an invitation... Like last year when you hosted a different party at a secret venue. Oh, my gosh. That was just (laughs) disaster. Okay, so that guy and that other guy and the other guy that were at that secret party... Whatever happened to the freaky hot chick who might have been a guy? Oh, that was... Okay. (laughs) So that that should be on the the, uh, event list of... uh, Favorite beer school moments or shows? Yes. That was just... Okay, so Well, here, that was before beer school. I know. It was before beer school because I was on that other show. Right. So, so I had kind of a following. So here I'm talking with uh, hot Justine. Yes. Who is smoking. Yeah. And uh, geek audio girl. Yes. And creepy could be a guy or girl. Yeah. She was hot. I'm sure... I really hope she was female. <laughs> And uh, and it was obvious, like, they were all talking with me. And I'm like, eeny, meeny, eeny, meeny, eeny, meeny, eeny, meeny. And I'm like. And then you had one too many IPAs. And, and then. and then, wah, wah, yeah, wah, and wah. then it was like. And then something. Oh, I know what happened. The guy from Belgium distracted me. And then they all went away. <laughs> you need to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> There are these three hot chicks that are talking to me, but I was distracted by the guy from Belgium. No, no. He asked me a question. I remember that. He asked He's me, on the taser. Yeah, he's on the taser. He asked me a legitimate question, and I was like, oh, yeah. Then I started talking about beer and, you know, what, what was going to happen with, uh, you know, doing beer school. You know, this was pre-show and, you know, pre-beer school. And I'm like, hey, you know, it would be really great if we had a Belgium correspondent. Hey, that would be awesome. Like, you know, exchanging cards and the next thing I know, no girls. Well, no, there's this, there's this freaky thing. There was somebody who used to work at one of our favorite pubs, um, tall, blondish woman that you looked at and go, and she was hot, but you're like, you might be a guy. There's just some characteristic that like, it's the, bo- it's like the top of the fence where you go from yeah. like being hot woman to maybe being a guy. That was weird. But yeah, that other person was like, to- I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. No, so it's time for the party again. How yeah. do people get into right, this party so or find out where Send it is. email to info at beerschool.com with the. I thought we fired info. No, we have info. It actually comes in as Joe Brewer now. Is the guy's. Is the, is the thing. So anyway, uh, info at beerschool.com. Uh huh. With the title Secret Party. Ah, secret party. And actually, maybe, yeah, just secret party. And I will send you the details back. 
of where the party is and your name on the guest list. Good. So it's uh, guest. And if you're coming it, it, from it, it, the Midwest, you have to bring steaks, and if you're coming from the East Coast, you have to bring quahog clams. All right. Um, it'll be. We're not paying for it. I mean, we're paying. We're, <laughs> yes. No. I, I would say it's another opportunity to let people buy us drinks. Yeah. Okay. The idea is is that it's a it's a not us host bar. Yes. And uh, we will. Well, you know, we'll have some. Uh, we'll have ways of buying people drinks, but uh, it's going to be. You know, it's not like your typical Macworld or pre dot com party where it was. You know, drinks are flowing for free. No. Uh, basically. The value of this is you get to be in the same building as John or myself. <laughs> well, no, and I probably I'll probably just have my stand in there. We'll have a uh, we'll have you know I'll have a cardboard the cut venue out of the venue the venue is awesome. Uh, we'll have a lot of opportunity for different beers and bring your iPod. Bring your iPod yeah, exactly. Bring your iPod. <laughs> exactly. Bring your iPod and uh, and if you bring a prototype iPod, we will. Bring you, we'll buy you all the beers. The Dow Pod, the Dow Pod. Yeah, anybody who brings a Dow Pod, D A H L. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's some. I'm not even gonna. Re- I'm not even gonna reveal the day. <gasps> it's it seriously. It is a secret party. Okay, um, but you just have to let us know when that. Are is. we doing anything else for MacWorld? We are. Um, we're on the main stage of the podcast on the what's known as the podcast stage. Yes. Uh which is in the West Hall of Moscow. That's a new venue for for Yeah. Are they west are they all west or are they west and south or are they west? I think they're west and south. Okay. All right. There's so, no tunnel between the two. No. But there isn't even a burrito tunnel in between the two. Oh, I love the burrito tunnel. I love the concept of the burrito tunnel. We talked about the burrito tunnel before. Anyway, we're not talking about the burrito tunnel. Look up the burrito tunnel on your own if you really <laughs> want to know what that is. And and, uh, and and say it one more time. And burrito tunnel. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we're on the main stage at MacWorld Expo in the West Hall uh, at the very last show of the day. So the one we get thrown out for bringing beer in. Exactly. So uh, it's either well, you know, Richie Rich, right? Yeah. Richie Rich works security at Moscone. <laughs> All right, so we we have the inn. Not really. It's Richie Rich. Well, but you know, he'll, <laughs> well, he might be kind of a stickler about he might be. the rules. Hey, Richie Rich, would you help us bring beer? No, you well, can't bring beer. All you do is you walk in. It, <clears throat> the thing that amazes me about this entire conundrum of beer. You walk in. Okay. Oh. Macworld. Everybody's carrying a gigantic plastic shopping bag that says Macworld full of crap. Mm-hmm. They don't care what's in the bag. No, when we true. get up on stage, I'm sure somebody's been giving away coffee cups. So we just, you know, right. prohibition story. Prohibition story. Drinking our coffee up there on stage. Exactly. Uh, I do know that this is a funny story. 1991 developer conference down, okay. down at the San Jose Convention Center. Uh, we decide that we want to have beer during the advanced technology group session. Okay. So that ATG night happens at you know it's after dinner it's like eight o'clock and it runs for two hours so you get to see all this pre never gonna never gonna ship mac technology um the yellow submarine ipod yeah and uh well so they back in the day i saw this would have been around that time they demoed a concept called stacks 
where or piles and where you basically have groups of related files that are that are in a related file and when you click on it it expands it out to you know something usable and then when you're done it puts it back in a pile uh-huh. so it's not really a folder because it was just a more uh, organic representation of of your work and 15 years later it's 15 years flow. later they finally <laughs> they finally have something that resembles it but it's not anywhere near as useful as it as it could have been all right well the reason but it's I, prettier but it's pretty <laughs> so anyway the reason i'm telling the story is because we decide that we want to have beer at ATG night because uh-huh. the week or the year before we took wine bottles off the table, put them in a Mac Plus bag, and carried them in, which was kind of cool. But they clinked, uh-huh. so some of the wine didn't make it in because the security guys are like, "Hey, that clinked. That's not supposed to do that." We get the idea that you can actually fit a pony keg or a, a, a small normal keg into a Mac Plus bag and carry it in. Uh-huh. So we had a Mac Plus bag. We put the small keg, the five-gallon keg in. And by Mac, I know exactly what you're saying when you say Mac Plus bag. Yeah. It was, uh, for all you little kids out there, do you even know what a Mac Plus looks yeah, like? Look what a Mac, it's right. the original, original Macintosh. It's, it's basically 12, the, the bag on the bottom is 12 inches by 12 inches by about that high. Yeah, it's, it's basically your your computer bag that you would stick your Mac Plus yeah. into. And so the, the version that we had wasn't from Apple. It was from a third party. So it was a little bit bigger because it was uh, had more padding on it. So we took the padding out. We put the keg in, walked in with the keg, set it up in the middle of this, and started pouring beer. <laughs> and just like, you know, glasses were going out and beer was coming in. And somewhere near the... I don't know, probably the last half hour. Uh huh. This guy on the stage goes, "Hey, I need a beer." <laughs> and so wah, pour, wah. pour him a beer, <laughs> and he goes, you know, it goes up to the front, and and so the you know the people are like, "Oh my gosh, we've seen everything, we've seen everything come in here, but we've never seen somebody bring a keg of beer into ATG night." Sweet. I'm like, yep. There you go. Lots of old stories. You know, that should have told that story on a different show, but beer-related. And we got the beer from uh, from Tide House down in San Jose. So the keg was finished. What? I, I... All right. Anyway, that was Tide, Tide House. House in San Jose. Tide House in San Jose. So when we were done with the event, we took the keg back that night So because it was empty. Here's your keg back. (laughs) And the keg was returned. The keg was returned. What else did you learn about beer on beer school? Nothing. Nothing? What other festival event might you look back on and go, hmm, you could tell the story about the jumping guy. You could tell. I got to tell you, you um, OBF wasn't the greatest this year. Or my experience at OBF wasn't the greatest. How come? Uh, JBF, I only need to go to every 10 years. I'm just sounding really jaded now. Okay. Uh, Is it just because it's a lot of work? I like Stumptown. Is it because it's a lot of work? No, I wasn't in Portland long enough. I didn't make it out to every one of my favorite venues. Uh. I had fun I had fun uh, manning the 21st Amendment uh, hole at the Glen Falconer golf 
pro brew am thing uh-huh. uh, i had to get up early in the morning to do that but it was fun handing out cans of water along wheat and cozies <laughs> um and getting the reactions both yeah, only a couple and- of only a couple of guys were so insecure with themselves that they couldn't actually touch a can of watermelon beer. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Let's see what else. I'm sure there's other stuff. I don't know. Oh, John's getting up and going over to the library. He steps. Oh, your your uh, the falcon that stays on the perch in the corner of the room is flying around again. Flapping, but he's a good quiet bird. Oh, there are the notes. That's what I was looking for earlier. These other notes. I thought it was just. I thought it was just the same thing was on the sheet of paper. There. No, no. These are the other notes. Uh, big events of 2007. Tornado turns 20. Yes, 21st Ma- Amendment turns seven. Magnolia, Magnolia turns, turns 10. 10. Uh, Triple Rock turned 20. No. Triple Rock turned. No, the 25th anniversary of the uh, uh, legal of the brew pub law in California. That's right. Rasputin ten from Fort oh Rasputin's. I bought I bought the wall at Rasputin's in 1979 in Berkeley. Oh, you're talking about the beer, not the 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 record store. No, I'm talking about the beer, not the record <clears throat> store. Rasputin's the- on Union Square or by the cable car confuses me. Why? Because you walk up to the second floor and then you have to take the elevator to the fifth floor because <laughs> they're they don't have the fourth floor right and the, the guy who works there's an actual live elevator operator who stays in this skanky ass little elevator all day long to push the button between two and five and six. Poor. God, he must be stoned. SF Brewing is twenty one. True. Although there's a story about that, it's kind of sad. But we're not going to tell it today. Okay. Uh, and we're one. Beer we're, school, almost, we're almost one. Beer school is going to be one. So, you know, kind of like a bunch of history. You know, be, <laughs> I think we just did, did make the, the, the Macworld thing our birthday. All right. Macworld's our birthday. Then we're one. Yes. Uh, Even though it's not really one. Cause we well, no, because we, we were talking about doing the show then. Because I had the taser. We were moving. We were trying to capture some content talking about doing the show and finally it was like all right time to do the show and then it took me like a month for my people to work through all the papers and you know we had to get that sign up the talent agreement had to get that contract in place yes uh let's see oh yeah michael jackson died that was a sad moment because i'm bad bad (laughs) yeah i wish that michael jackson would have died uh uh 1942 to august 2007 he was an English writer and journalist and the author of several influential books about beer and whiskey. Faster Whiskey Cat, Kill, Kill, I think was one of his books. Yeah. And then there was uh, One Beer, Two Beer, Three Beer, More Beer. That's right. And uh, I Do Not Like It, Sam I Am. Yes. I Do Not Like Green Beer and Ham. Then there was Hops on Top. Uh, hops on Tap. Hops on tap, and then there was a... You notice how John's jokes have gotten better since the writer's strike? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you could do your own material. You didn't have to rely on that creepy old ex-basketball coach. Oh, yeah. I have a picture of that guy. (laughs) Funny. Anyway, 
uh, he was influential in making beer craft happen by his writing. Beer craft. Crazy beer craft. We talked about even doing a whole show around that, but I never really got around to doing it. Having all the brewers and people talk about their Michael Jackson stories. So I would say all of our road trips have to happen in 2008. All of our road trips are going to happen in 2008. We're going to go all those places we keep saying that we're going to go. And I think I know what the first should be. It's only one of two places. Oh, yeah, it's that place. Let's make that happen. Okay. Uh, week after Macworld. Can't do after it. the secret party. What about the week after? Can't do it the week after that. What about the first we'll probably do it the week after that. No, the well, first, first week, week of February week. doesn't work. Why? Uh, because it's a it's a secret event that I have to attend. Well, what about the second week in February? This is sound like you sec- could do it the second sound week. Sound like we're negotiating Cinco this de makes, Mayo. This makes good internet. Okay. Second week in February. Are we still number one on iTunes? Just yes, to, sir. Good. We are. I don't know how that happens, but it's... Well, everybody else obviously sucks worse than we do. Yeah, we do kind of suck sometimes. All right, well... Uh, Speaking of that, what do you think the worst show was? Worst show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The worst show. All right, so the, the, this was the plan. Uh, the plan was to have long shot the first yep. the first episode uh, the first <laughs> show of that and you know open these beers blind and you know give our impressions of what it was. Problem was that there was no long shot to be found, even though I'd seen it like two weeks before. I'm like, oh yeah, long shot that'll be a great show. Duh, should have bought it right then because like then there were there were none. Right, and I went everywhere to try to find this stuff, and they're like. No, we just we had that. Well, it's gone. All right. Well, sorry. And uh, oopsies. And it was not going to happen. So then, standing in the cooler section at Bevmo, at Bevmo, trying to write the next show, we did this thing where Bohemia, Bohemia, and it was it was my only attempt at a high concept show. That I still think if we put time into it, it's, it's see, this is basically this is my Moby Dick. You've got your Moby Dick, yeah. I've got my Moby Dick. Um, and the theory was the theory, theory of the sounds. show was that uh, most all the beer around the world is based on a German Pilsner. Right. And so let's find a couple of beers that everybody knows from around the world and see how they compare back to a German Pilsner. But uh, because of the extreme disappointment of not pulling off the long shot show, that show just went. <laughs> it was, it was tragic. Is that why they call these a spit screen? Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, well, the sixteen thousand dollar nuclear powered microphones would be damaged. By right, done. Spittle, ed, edged out. And there was the show that I thought was going to be a train wreck, which was the post-tequila party and I was bitten by a spider show. But that show's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. During that show, I was like, this is the worst show ever. I have to go crawl under a bus and die. <laughs> During that show, I was just thinking, okay, this show can't get any worse. <laughs> I mean, I was so I was so hungover from the tequila. I mean, not hungover. This is not the right word. Still high from the tequila. Altered. Altered from the tequila. We had this awesome idea of a show, and it, and it just – I don't even remember what the subject of that show was. The, it was uh, uh, not your uh, your father's beer. Oh, right. 
and it was all those old, old, old <laughs> beers that are now made in Irwindale. Yes. Um, you know, faked water, faked, faked hops profile, faked right. everything, right? And, um, uh, you know, so it was Olympia and Old Mill and... Hams. Hams. Find the hams. Yeah. And uh, I took all that beer afterwards to Claudia's birthday party. Yes. And they're like, do you want any beer? I'm like, no, actually, I just want to die. And eventually I had to leave because I was just like, eh. Yeah. But then I listened to the show afterwards. Hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Hungover is good radio. Well, not hungover. Still, it's not radio. We don't still, do radio. This still is still altered on tequila. This is uh, podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah, we're on the iPod. Have you heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use iTunes. So, so, That's lame. So your, so your worst show is the same as my worst show. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. We've been, we both know that was a steam. That was just like we were laying it down in the ball. The funnest show, well, one of the funnest shows, uh, there's actually, I'm going to say that there's, because we're doing this theme of three. Yes. There's three fun shows that were, that kind of stand out. One of them was Surviving a Beer Festival, because that was with uh, the intern and Amy and Gabby. Okay. And so it was just a lot of fun uh, to talk. Uh, The other show was... Uh, Belgium 101 mm-hmm. with Steve that okay, went yeah. on and on and on and on <laughs> and on and on. And then we're, by the time we're done, we're like, <sighs> ah. he's yeah. going to be at the tamale party Oh, with cool. the twins. Oh, nice. <laughs> I liked, uh, I think the show we just did with uh, Melissa was fantastic. That was a, we got a lot of compliments on that show. Yeah. And my last show of my three is with uh, 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 Brewer's Perspective Brewer's Perspective of Brewing with Sean O'Sullivan. Uh, and I'm not just saying that. That one was boring because we weren't wasted. It sounded like NPR. <laughs> it sounded really good. I like What's Nika's Fridge too. Yeah. What's I remember we're just sitting there and the guy across the street over the fence starts up his lawnmower, lawnmower or his motorcycle or whatever the noisemaker yeah. was. And it's like, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to put the disclaimer in the beginning of that. Yeah. Um, no, that, I think the Melissa show turned out really well. And I still like, I think for a sheer blast, rock star bartender was... <laughs> <laughs> She was so freaked out at the beginning. Oh yeah, because she thought we were all serious. And then she loosened up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But uh, man, do we have good shows in the offing that are going to top all of these? We're going to have better shows than all these, and we promise to have one worse than uh, the Bohemia show. <laughs> Although we'll have to try it that one. Well, we'll try to record the uh, secret party. I'm sure that'll be a train wreck. The recording, anyway. Week. Yeah, we'll talk logistics off the air. Yeah. Uh, what else is on here? So we have a bunch of people to thank. I don't really like to do this part, but we kind of got to do this. Okay. Right. Hey, Motor. Thanks a lot for being on the show. John, thanks for having me. It was a good time. All right. We also have to think about, <laughs> think about, think about, thank these people. Uh, City Beer. Yes. They've provided us 
a lot of really great beer, although we have to pay for all of our beer. So they're they're our library. They're our library. They're our, our library that we don't have over in the corner. It's just down the street. Um Magnolia, Toronado, Marin, Moylan's, twenty one A, Russian River. I wrote down Magnolia again. I don't know why. Triple Rock. I like Magnolia. Exactly. Uh, um, we're going to congratulate Mike McDole again, local boy who won the uh, long shot, who doesn't have his beer made now. Uh, we're going to give a shout out to the. We should br- have him on the show because I'm sure he'd bring a lot of good beer for us to drink. Yes. That's Motors self serving. Beer School yeah. episode planning. Yeah, uh, well, Mike McDonald. No, he said that he's going to be on the show, and I've got his card over on the desk. So we'll have him on the show. And then, uh, we Does wanna- that mean Chad has to come along too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're also going to have uh, JP on the show. Cool. Yeah. No, because – I would just like – go- I would like – He was – you know, we were talking about this, uh, the, the deal, the 10 bucks off. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right, well, hey, JP, you should be on the show sometime. So he's like, there's a condition. I'm like, all right, I'll make that condition happen. What? He has to be able to curse? No. I don't like him. He's taller than me. I don't like anybody who's taller than me. He has to be sitting down while doing the show. And he has to be wearing pants. <laughs> Those are the conditions. I'd like to thank especially Rudy who puts up, a, up with us at 21A. On Sunday mornings between 10.30 <laughs> and noon when we get there for the pre-show. Um, and all of uh, our goofy friends who have come on to support us as guests. Right. Uh, named actually everybody so far already, but we could do it again. Oh, I was going to say. Melissa, no, I was, uh, Melissa, Catherine, Gabby, Steve, not Justine, just... <laughs> Justin, <coughs> Nils, Torsten, Torsten, Steven. Uh, we have Jill on yet? Oh, Nico's been on a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan. Um, Coleman, Bob Coleman, Bob Coleman and, and uh, Dave uh, McLean. Dave, Dave McLean. You can't forget. Lars and April. Yep, cannot forget Lars and April. Uh, the. Oh, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill. And the intern. And Rosie. Can't forget Rosie. Rosie, when are you coming back on to do a special guest appearance? Yeah. Uh, Revenge of the intern. <laughs> Did I forget any? Oh, we forgot uh, that, uh, Thirsty Bear. We go there sometimes. <laughs> no, we need to have Brandon on the show because he's got that German perspective. No going. show planning on the air. Okay. I'm just saying. So when are we doing our road trip to Chico? Oh, wait. That's show planning. Damn. That's show planning. We can't do it any time. And day. there's no business like show business. Show must go on. Show must go on. So what are you looking forward to in 2000? Did we forget anybody? Yeah, I'm sure we did. Uh, 2000, what am I looking forward to in the future? Yeah. Absinthe. We need to do a sh- you know you know who we need on as guests who it's all the five by five guys oh, remember yeah. that dinner Bagdalia yeah yeah that's fun. <laughs> uh, you know what we should have we need we just need two more microphones but yeah we could have that show that would be fun 
Um, we can work that out this afternoon. All right. We'll make that happen. <coughs> hey, we're show planning on the air again. God damn no, it. No, no, no. How do you let me trick you into this constantly? Well, you said, what am I looking forward to? And I said absinthe. And then you said five by five. And I'm like, all right. No, I'm looking forward to absinthe. Uh, perfect. Yes. You know, talk about talk it's about like It's like the iPhone of drunks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How long was the line at St. George's? All the way around the parking lot. <laughs> and uh, they should have been charging 150 bucks a bottle. Seriously. I think they totally underestimated the demand. Anyway, phone call later. I was not, I was spared the line and, and my bottle is on its way. Sweet. I'm sure it is. Um, let's see. I don't have anything else on that. So what else am I looking forward to? You know what I'm looking forward. To? So I'm I'm just going to uh, editorialize because this is the thing that I learned most about beer. Another school. can of uh... <laughs> yeah. The thing that I learned about this this is kind of a fun thing is that I thought I knew a lot about beer. I don't know a lot about beer. Beer school has taught me that I have a lifetime of learning left to do. <laughs> That I can't just, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of times we open a beer and we take taste it for the first time and instantly become an expert about that beer. Well, well because they write all the notes on the label. Exactly. So just read those and sound smart. But um, the the in the last year, I found that my the way that I approach beer and the way that I taste beer and the way that I experience the culture and that has changed because I'm participating in it. I'm not just drinking this beer. Um, every single thing I try, every single place I am, I'm remembering it as if I'm going to talk about it on the show. Okay. And for what it's worth, I was sitting at Tornado, and I used Tornado because that's like the lab for the show. And I'm like, had that, had that, had that, had that, had that, had that. And it's kind of fun because like I can describe all those beers. When are you guys going to get something new? <laughs> no, but the new stuff shows up, and then that's why it's that's why it stands out. But you know, when someone's standing behind you and they go, uh, "I don't know what to get," and then the question is, "Well, what do you like?" and they'll say something, and you'll be like, "Well, if you like that, then you should try this or this." And usually, the recommendation is spot on, um, just because I can you know relate what those things are. And I don't know that I could have done that uh, as long as a year ago. Also, I, I found I'm paying more attention to the breadth of offerings from a brewery and whether or not I usually like their beer or don't like their beer. Because there's some fine breweries where I just don't like their beer. Right. And um, when I was in Toronto on a Friday night, I'm looking up and I'm like, okay, I better not have a Rataburger since all the holiday beers are here. And I'm like, Avery makes good beer. I'll have their beer. And it was a Christmas beer that I never had from them before. Right. But I knew that I liked other Avery beers. So whoever is making it and tasting it is making and tasting something that I like. Okay. And it comes back to sort of our original our original charter here at Beer School is we're not going to be the guys that are telling you, well, you know, if you use 15 pounds of crystal malt along mixed in with a little bit of rye and then you do this. No, we're the guys who sitting on this side of the bar game. This goes good with calamari. Right. This we like. Why do we like it? Tastes good. Tamale lady. Yes. <laughs> well, that's you know that's why we did the syllabus show. Yes. Uh, 
We don't reference or the it. "Shut the Hell Up and Stop Complaining" show. Yeah, exactly. Is that what syllabus stands for in, uh, in the beer school lexicon? The yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's why we did the show because like all these people are complaining. Like you guys aren't like telling me anything about beer. I'm like we're telling you lots about beer. It's like well, you're not describing using all those those BJCP words. I'm like we even describe we even described the uh, the elusive wetness factor. Yeah, the wetness factor. And we're not going back to that. People have to go back through the archives and figure that one figure out. Figure that one out. You don't get that story often. Nope. Nope, you don't get that story often. I think is there anything was there anything it was more beer in the in the uh, garbage bag, but we got a new pub to go to. We have a new pub to go. Is it time is it open? Yes, I'm sure it is. Right. All right. So, uh we'll wrap this up like a pretty Christmas present. No, it's after that. The show doesn't come out until. No, it'll come out. You get this. It'll come out. It, my guess is the show posts on the twenty seventh. Nope, it'll post tomorrow. Really, twenty fourth. <laughs> it was busy. That's why the last one didn't show up for a while. Uh, John, I'm the only other person that knows what's on the show, so I'm just you know, it's our it's our fans who are going. <sighs> Um, if you want to be considered for the inclusion, tr- inclusion at our special party, the Trumer opener, send uh, Trumer, T R U M E R, to info at beerschool.com. And if you have a good uh, cure for hiccups, because I think John needs that right now. No, I swallowed them. Oh, you swallowed I them? I swallowed them. So what did we learn today? We learned that if you go to M-O-R-E-B-E-E-R, morebeer.com, and you want to, if you're frozen into your house because you live someplace that isn't California for uh, the winter, you can order up a beer kit and you can boil up some water and dump some stuff in and see in a couple of weeks if that makes beer. Yeah. Uh, and, you get, and we're giving you $10 because we have to give them $10 for every time you guys get $10 off. Yeah, actually, we don't even benefit from this deal it's just one of those things <laughs> i said you know what i want a beer kit that i can recommend and i want 10 bucks off and they're like okay and, and if you want to and they're like what's in it for you i'm like nothing we don't care we're running on the internet business model then no we, no we lose a little bit with every sale but we make up we'll for make it, it in volume, volume. <laughs> no this is, no no this is one of these things like i just want to i just want to have something that you know we can point to and do that there's other opportunities for making money <laughs> Other than getting ten bucks from a beer kit, yeah, I could have said JP. Our goal is to stick it to the man eventually for a lot. <laughs> We're only going to sell out once. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? If AB comes knocking and says, "Hey, we want our name back," I'm like, "Okay, yep." <laughs> uh, and we also learned that if you send us email about the secret party, yeah, secret party, send uh, message titled "Secret Party." To info at beerschool.com. You have to, yeah, we're not going to give you the date, but you have to be out here when Macworld's Pretty on. Pretty much, yeah. And so it would be a day that you would be, that would be accessible to you if you were attending the show. Yes. Uh, Macworld Expo, we're on the main floor in the podcast stage. We'll see if uh, Rockstar Bartender is free that night to show up to oh the party. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she has said that she wants to be anonymous from here on. <laughs> like, okay. Like all right, well you I know dropped what? in on her the other night. How was that? New job at uh, 
at the, that place. At that place. Yes. Well, we haven't dismissed former the class house, yet. Former Once house. we dismiss the class, we can discuss this. All right. So um, <laughs> I – we'll see. There was homework. Your homework is – yeah, we already talked about the homework. Your homework is figure out what's coming up in the next year that you want to attend. Make a calendar. Put it on the list. Make your make your iCal thing or your calendar uh, – exchange calendar remind you and keep track of that stuff. Yes. Uh, lots of beer festivals all over the country, um, but you kind of have to remember, you know, plan a, a rep plan, especially if you have a significant other. I would the say SO, never, if the, you're trying to have kids, never have sex with your wife between September and January, because that means <laughs> she's either going to be really, really pregnant or giving birth around the time of the Oregon Brewers Festival. Okay. <laughs> that would be my hint. That would be tragic. And then you're always going to have to be home for the little brat's. Uh, birthday party. No, until he gets to be old enough to come up to Oregon. There's that cool little train at the zoo. That's true. There's all sorts of fun stuff. But I mean, just saying that, you know, how how sad would that be last, second to last weekend in July, not being able to go to the... Last week, weekend in July. Last weekend. No, you have to start thinking about going the second to the last weekend. Otherwise, you're going to get stuffed by your clients. <laughs> right. Make a calendar. All right. So, uh, I think that's it. What the hell was that? I don't know. That sounded big. All right. Uh, well, we only have one last thing to say on Beer School, and that is... Last dismiss. Dismissed. Want to go take a look at that? No. Okay. No, I don't care. That just sounded huge. 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 So, yes, I stopped by, and it was the... Uh, the reviewer from the Chronicle was coming into the restaurant that night, and she'd already found out that she was going to be the server. Oh, yes, that was on Wednesday when I traveled up to Sacramento and back on the train, How and then that? from uh, Caltrain down the down to San Carlos and back up to Twenty One A, where I met up with my friend Kim, and then we went down to the High Dive, and then we went to the bar at the Height. It was God. a long, long day, but I had forty five minutes to kill at the Caltrain station, so. Oh, so you went into uh, form- I went to Subway. Former House of Stools? No, it's not House of Stools. That's that's not oh, that's not where no, she no, that's no. not where she is. Oh no no, it's she's, a place where you no, no, get hard boiled eggs. She's at Choppers. No, not Choppers. No, the bre- the didn't it no, turn into- no 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 you're block off. It's across from. It's across from Caltrain, right? So that's former Choppers. Oh, I thought Choppers was up by house. No. No, I, Choppers, Choppers used to be next to Victor's, and then Victor's... No, you're a block off, because those are all across from uh, Barnes & Noble. But Choppers used to be across the street, or right next to, to Victor's, between that and the cafe patio. We'll and drive then, by your block off. Okay. Even though you worked in the neighborhood for 50 years? No, I'm totally right. Okay. All right. Okay, John. Okay. Uh, this is fun. Beer and review. <laughs> Beer <laughs> in review. Yeah. We Who need needs to... all that fancy Hollywood crap? I don't know. We don't. Can't believe it's been a year. When are we gonna get the butchers up here? I don't know. Or Pushin' fan. Push and Sven, a.k.a. the Butchers. That would, we, have, we have the microphones already set up. we got two more seats. Up. They come up for Macworld? Push might. 
We'll have to send the. Uh, well, no, we'll have to send our town car to pick them up. All I said, you know what? We'll pay for the gas if they show up. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> the offer stands, and no, we're not paying for the plane gas. No, we're only paying for the car gas. No, actually, the plane gla- the plane gas. I was just reading something that a pilot. Somebody broke down what you what part of your ticket goes to pay a pilot on a yeah. flight. And so I'm pretty sure fuel wouldn't be... If you just said fuel costs for a flight, okay. I could probably come up with that number. It's probably about well, the same. Because we know it's about... They put about 12,000 pounds of fuel into a plane. Uh-huh. They don't measure it in gallons on a jet. It's right. only in pounds. So they put about 12,000 pounds of fuel. And so then you have to convert... Because it's a, it's about eight pounds per gallon, roughly. Okay. So then you convert that to, back to gallons, and then you know how much that is because you can look up what jet fuel costs. It's like four. But then you divide it by the. And then you divide it by the hundred and thirty-two people on the plane, minus the crew, minus or plus the crew plus the pilots. Right. Plus the stowaway in the uh, compartment down below. And there you go. Now you know how much it costs to fly a plane. time is it? Time to unleash the... Hey, kid, what time is it? (laughs) I'm going to huff some more coffee.